Yo, 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 yo. This is a special show today, you know what I'm saying? I can't even lie. You know, we got this is like the crossover slash crossover episode, you know what I'm saying? We got four of the most distinguished, you know what I'm saying, most magnificent, beautiful gentlemen I know. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we got one half of the draft season podcast, and we got my guy Drew from the Hoops and Huffles podcast, man. So, yo. How do we have one half? You already know. here. Oh, oh yeah, okay. one half. Got the full half. You're not on camera. You're not on camera. You're not on camera. So you one half right now. <laughs> no, I'm joking. We got the full. We got the draft season podcast in here, and we got uh my guy Drew from the Hoops and Hustle podcast. We we here, we're gonna talk about uh some you know uh NBA trade deadline stuff, and so we might tap into some March Madness stuff for you guys. So uh you know so guys you know introduce yourselves. You know what I'm saying, and you know let's let's get this episode popping off. I started off, yo, what's good, everybody? Uh, Drew, I just want to say last episode was top tier. I love the way y'all broke down the upcoming quarterbacks in this draft, and uh, very happy to be back on. And, you know, it's it's me, Young Raz, here as I always am. Uh, we're going to talk about this this trade deadline stuff, man. I mean, a lot, a lot of interesting trades went down. A lot of useless trades went down. Um, the Knicks ain't do nothing stupid. So, I mean, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yo, your boy Sean 5K in the building. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the homie Drew on the podcast. We brought him on the episode, on the show a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, the feedback on that episode was fire. Shout out to everybody that shout, um, listened to um, the episodes on the Periscope and, and um, on the podcast channel. But, yeah, the, the reception to that episode was, was so amazing. We had to bring his brother back on, make sure we brought him back on, Adam, friend of the show. So, yeah, shout out to the homie Drew. But yeah, man, deadline day. You know what I'm saying? One of my one of my favorite days um <laughs> around the around the sports universe, particularly in the NBA, because you know what I'm saying it's always a it's always a pleasure whenever you can see two heavyweights like Shams and Woj going back and forth doing what they do. You know what I'm saying? We watch these players on the court doing what they do, but you know, what goes on to the background in, in Shams and Woj, you know, those guys, them them guys put on a master class today. So uh, we could de- we could definitely get into this actually um, this deadline talk. Um, so it's actually been a couple like flurried moves I would say around the league that that has some real real splashy moves moves that probably are gonna affect what happens when we get into the end of the season when we get into to May and June. You know, fucking bubble the bubble postseason just fucked me up totally when I was trying to figure out like when the <laughs> yeah that shit was like when the fuck the finals was like in fucking July. Nigga, nah, that shit was like, nah, that was like September. Yeah, yeah it was like September. Yeah, because it, 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 over, it overlapped during football. It overlapped during football. It it caught, did, I so. caught, I caught myself up in the air where I'm just like at the end of the season when we get to like May and June. But yeah, man, so <laughs> we got a, we got a lot of contenders who put the final touches on their roster. Um, and we also have to watch the buyout uh, streets that's going to happen and guys like Drummond, um, Lamarcus Aldridge as they find their their team for the second half. So let's start. Oh, we can start with you, Drew. What was who's the number one winner for you? Um, what team did the most to affect their their playoff stock in a positive manner for you? I mean, the obvious one is Vucevic to uh, Chicago, but the one I was most interested in is actually Rondo going to the Clippers because we've seen it for two seasons now. The Clippers defense is elite. Their three point shooting is elite. I think they have three starters over forty percent, but. The issue with their offense always was who's going to be the table setter to get their wings in their spots. And I love Lou Williams, one of the best bucket getters in the NBA. But at the end of the day, they had nobody that was going to orchestrate the offense, 
get the pace going and control the tempo of the game. And now with Rondo, even if he's on his last leg, we know playoff Rondo is a real thing. It's been with three different teams now. So if playoff Rondo returns again this postseason and AD's coming back from injury, LeBron's coming back from injury, Clippers might be the favorite because you're going to go Rondo at the one and then you got the two wings, Ibaka and Pat Bev. Not many teams are beating that five, if any. So I'm saying Rondo to the Clippers is the one I'm most interested in. I mean, I'll 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 jump in here. Um, Maha Maha City, Denver Nuggets. They they pulled off a trade and, and got Aaron Gordon, and I think replacing those goddamn Paul Millsap playoff minutes with Aaron Gordon is going to is going to just help <laughs> that team so much. I mean, it's just like I love Paul Millsap, cool, like, but he's done, he's washed, and Jeremy Grant went, you know, to Pistons to chase that star dream. So that was a big loss for them. I think getting somebody who can guard, I guess he can guard three positions. I don't know if he can guard them well, but at yeah. least two he can do. Yeah, two two of them he can he can do decently. Yeah. He's an offensive threat. Nah, we not we not gonna do we not we not gonna. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Aaron Gordon, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah he, he is Aaron Gordon better than Aaron Gordon. It sounds a lot better on paper, like in vertical. From from what we've gotten, correct. You know what I'm saying? You are hundred percent sure. And I think the crazy thing is he he's he's a he's a bit of a tweener and not even just like you know his physical stature, because you know, he's not one of these guys who's not skilled. He's pretty skilled. He can he can yeah. grab and go, he can he can he can make moves. His dribble game, like it's not it's not elite stuff. His passing is not elite, his playmaking is not elite, even as a role man, which is kind of like the the dream that that everybody has been talking about to unleash. Aaron Gordon, like he's a he's a good road man. He's probably not, or I don't think that's not how he sees himself. One, um, but two, he's not like the greatest road man either. But he, I, I'm a I've, I've been a I've been a huge fan of of Aaron Gordon um throughout his career. So I and 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 like like Raz said, this is just been like one of the best you know landing spots that he possibly could have ended up with. And if you wanna if you wanna like if there, if there's anybody in the league who 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 would be one of those people to unlock what Aaron Gordon would do. We got to start with Jokic. Jokic is Jokic is one of those people who, you know what I'm saying, if we if we need to get him into the right type of system and we, we know uh we know Denver plays a very f- um, free-flowing offense. Um we we know those guys. Uh we know how Jamal Murray and, and Michael Porter Jr. work. Those guys both um operate without the ball extremely well and it's a part of why they fit really well next to Jokic. So when we talk about how the synergy between Aaron Gordon and, and Nikola Jokic is going to work. Even 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 when we get into the Vucevic thing, I, I think I think Vucevic. I think we've seen Vucevic and Aaron Gordon at their floors in terms of high level production towards winning at least. Because and I think even even the more I think about it, you know what I'm saying. I, I know like I, I like I love torture. I love torturing myself. So I watched a lot of um, Orlando Magic basketball, particularly before Ugh. um particularly well, before Fultz, particularly before Fultz. Particularly before Fultz and and Jonathan Isaac got hurt, not not so much this season. They haven't been towards the top of my my actual league pass, but I, I'm I'm familiar with how they work. And you you get into um you get into because they broke the whole team up, you know. So we get into Steve Clifford, we get into Fournier, we get into Vucevic, you know. Those guys, 
you know, they, they competed every game. You got to give that to them on another level because Orlando – yeah, yeah, like Orlando would always be – Orlando wasn't in games. Like Orlando's not coming out there and getting blown up by 20. Like, you know, they, they, they're they playing you tough regardless. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, like they're, 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 they're a scrappy team. They're a scrappy. They, they've always scrappy been scrappy. And, and the reason why is, is Steve Clifford. Steve Clifford's not on the – he's not on the court. So we have to give credit to guys like – um, Busevich and Aaron Gordon, and even Fournier to an extent, who I feel like, um, because they weren't on, because they weren't on squads that really, you know, highlighted them or put them in the optimal situations, you know, they they might not get the appreciation for what they bring. So I think for if we're just trying to theorize, and and we could get we could get you guys a little more opinion. Um, and I'll let you retort this in a in a moment, uh, Drew specifically. But yeah, like that's that's one thing when I'm thinking about how Busevich and how. Um, Aaron Gordon will do in their respective new situations. I, I do think the fact that we've seen them just be in situations well, where they've been so competitive, I think that's a good sign for they're both going to be playing around way more talent than they've been around. So I I do think that's that's at least a good step towards unlocking what you know whatever that looks like for Aaron Gordon. That's what I wanted to get into. I'm going to ask you this: Who are the best playmakers that either Vucevic or even Gordon has played with? Because if you think like the ceiling uh, of Aaron Gordon. That's <laughs> Augustine, baby. Steady uh, work legend. Carter Williams. Um, Terrence, I mean, Terrence Rose. Terrence Rose? Um, let's think about who Aaron Gordon is in theory. Like, he has the potential to be like an elite cutter off ball. Somebody that's just flying to the rim, cut, cutting baseline. Like, he has the speed, the length, the athleticism to be that guy. Who's one of the best players, if not the best, at finding cutters in the NBA? Is Jokic. So, if they tap into that version of Aaron Gordon, which is like a super cutting kind of Jeremy Grant role, it's going to work. And then Vucevic, the same way, has he ever played with a shot creator like Levine that they could run pick and pop with? No, sir. There it is. I mean, I mean, even, but I mean go ahead, even, go ahead. I was going to say, even that, I mean, like, I just think – the downplaying of that 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 just that acquisition for for Denver is 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 a little bit a little bit much. I mean, Aaron Gordon's highs we haven't yet to see, right? I mean, and we we've been dealing with a lot of losing basketball in Orlando, but he's kind of been just frustrated there. And I think he's just going to be able. to – I don't even know. Does he start? Maybe he'll probably start there. But it's just absolutely, like absolutely, absolutely. Come on, come it on. might be. I, I mean, that, but what's that's the, not what's a question. Lineup, that's not what's a question. Lineup you're gonna no, that's not a, what's the lineup you're gonna that's not a question. He's in the lineup, bro. He's in the lineup. He's in the lineup. He's in the lineup. He's taking Millsap's spot. He's taking Millsap's spot. Well, I don't even it? think that I'm not even. I'm not even. I don't even think the the roster slot matters. But he's definitely in there. Five. He's closing too. He's he's yeah, a, he's, he's closing. Know, he's, a, he's a he's a, a sub level like all star for forwards. Like I don't think. He's sub level. I, I, I mean, I, to me, to me, to me, he's a to me, he's like a he's, he's a not tier. The, he's not the first crop. He's not the first crop, but like he's you a, know, he's, he's a tier three out of out of the forwards. He's like a tier three forward to me. But he's like you know he's in which isn't bad because like there's so many you know solid wing players. So like I'd say he's in the middle of the bunch, which isn't bad. It, it, you know, is that is that a fair statement to say? It is, but we've never seen him as a true above, role player. Above, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, in, if you just think about, like, in Orlando, there was never a situation where he just had a clear, defined role. If you look at their right. offense, it's kind of Vucevic doing everything and then Gordon pitching in. In Denver, he's going to have a role. Like, your job is going to be to cut, shoot three, shoot corner threes, and defend the best man. Right. 
But I mean, Orlando last year, I believe they were one of the worst offensive basketball teams in NBA history, right? If I'm not mistaken, last year. So, yeah, like, there, there was no. There so was like, there, to me, I think that. To me, not, I think I'm not there blaming was, that on Aaron Gordon. You know, no, I'm not blaming. I I just yeah, think, I just think what Orlando. I just think what Orlando was so confusing about them is that um. They're, it's just it's their guard play. You know, I just think that that their guard play for the last couple years has just been unstable it's just been very unstable and obviously you know now like you need a point guard that you you need a true solid point guard in order for you to run this whole thing so i mean they got Fultz and stuff but like i i don't think Fultz is uh that good of a i don't think Fultz is the playmaker that you know people you know think he is i think, think he I was think you know what i'm saying even, no 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 but i think i think Fultz 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 can pass. He's a, he's actually a, a pretty. I think he's no no no. Fultz is. I'm not he, saying he's not a. I'm not I saying. Think, no, I think what you I think the point. I think the point you're getting at is 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 Fultz. Fultz's gravity on the court is is predicated off of his first step. So I mean, which is he has a lightning quick first step and and no you know Fultz is one of the more to me. To me, Fultz is one of the more athletic point guards in the NBA right now. Yeah, get he, he has a, more athletic a, a, a killer so, a killer first step. Get get well soon, Markel. We want to see you get get back. You know right. what I'm saying, but his 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 gravity um, as a shooter doesn't really help a role man because dudes aren't really like they're they're already packing the paint. So even if even if we're talking about that um about about a possible fit, you know he hasn't been in optimal circumstances. But I think I think overall with Aaron Gordon, and I do think it's 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 okay to ask the question. And like I said, he, his his skill set falls in the in the tweener of being just too good, um, you know, just too good to to be somebody who who needs who needs the ball in transition, um, attacking in transition sets and and things of that of, of that nature, but not being really good enough to be a primary um, ball handler. Is it? It's, it's right, right, right. And in the in the system that they run in in Denver, that that's low key pretty great because even even Jamal Murray doesn't have to worry about. You know, he's able to pick his spots. And um, that's that's what I'm saying. I think even as good as Jeremy Grant and the impact that we saw him have um, in those first two rounds and specifically the Clipper series. Um, one thing I've, I've seen Aaron Gordon, you know, defend these monster bigs um, or big monster wings in the league. And he could do a pretty damn good job when it comes. To, oh, he's a, oh, he's know, a he's, oh, he on oh, defensively. He's a Swiss Army knife. Like that's, yeah, so like that's, that's, what, that's something I'm, that's that you know. That, Rios, that's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. So I think I think overall as a player, you know, what I'm saying he might not have skills that are that are tuned up all the way that we would call elite in any in any one fashion in particular. But I think overall he he's one of the more the more versatile players in the league with a with a with a with a skill set that that like we've like we've all established hasn't been unlocked yet. So whether it's um I don't think it's going to be full role. You know, it's a little bit of everything. I think he can roll to the rim some. I think even as long as he's um I, I I'm, I'm going to check where where he's at um on his on his shooting stats in a second. Um, which is definitely what I want to look at, but you know, as long as he's shooting, I, I think he's just such of a, a like you said, Rios, a, a Swiss Army knife, somebody who could do so many versatile Can I add things. One more thing? Go ahead. Last thing we should add in his last couple coaches have been Clifford and Vogel, correct? Yeah, They've always, correct. Traditionally, both of those offenses are slower paced, rock fight, go half court. Yeah, it's a it's a half court offense that they run. Denver, for sure, for sure, wants to run. Aaron Gordon, in theory, is a player that should be playing in the transition offense. We know Jokic throws a million of those Hail Mary passes. Absolutely, absolutely, Aaron yeah. Gordon's going to eat on those. So we have to think, like, from a system standpoint, he was in a terrible system for his skill set, and now he's moving to a team that 
is really ideal for his skill set if they put him in a clear defined role. So it does make a lot of sense. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I just want to say shout out to Magic now, you know what I'm saying? Cuz they got they got a, you know, they got a, a young big in Wendell Carter. So that's a decent foundation for you to see what you got. And plus they got, you know, first round multiple first round picks. Yeah, one one last one last thing, Rios, before before we get to the magic side on on what's the good, what's good. I'm sorry I'm about looking, that. Man. I'm looking at the numbers right now, and this is yeah. Just what's the shooting what, numbers right now? Kind of what I'm looking at right now. So overall for this year, he's at um 39 from three um in in this year, which is at 67 67 percentile um overall on threes. Um, and then we look at it, you know, what I'm saying he's taking uh Drew. Give me a quick guess off the top of my head, off the top of your head. What? How many? How many corner three pointers would you say he's attempted this season? How many? What are we? Forty-six games into the season. He's played. He's so played. 46, he's, he's, he's missed. Forty-six, he's missed time, forty-seven. Missed time, but he's, played, think, he's, he's missed. He's only played twenty-five games. He missed some time, but I think he's taken about twenty-five to thirty. He's taking fourteen corner three-pointers. Fourteen you know what corner three. What? Fourteen corner three-pointers, and you know he he's taking a lot of above the break threes actually, which. You know, if we're just talking about the difficulty per shot, those are those are those, those are, are terrible um, shots. No, we those are those are those are shots that are reserved for the more elite guys, like guys like Steph. Mm-hmm. You know, um, are functioning well on that shot. But if we're talking about more of the nominal, you know, guys that you want in a in a spot up shooter, you know, Aaron Gordon has been placed in circumstances to where he was taking a lot of pull up three pointers. You know, that's not necessarily his bag. Yes, it's not, yeah, it's not right, his fault. That's right, the weakest. That's probably the weakest part of his game, in particular. So you want him shooting stationary because, like I said, I think he has decent touch i don't think he has bad touch he's i don't think he's no like naturally a, a plus shooter or anything but i don't think he's not he's not out here like like clanking threes off off corner off the corner backboard and things of that nature so i just think you know a, a healthier shot selection a, a shot profile for him a lot more stationary shots and and attacking on closeouts and he's in a he's in a really good situation um for for him at least so i mean raz um i, I would be interested on on your opinion on this i do actually think you own uh, the good brother Wendell Carter Jr. in in fantasy league we we do uh we do play in so um and and we could get you guys opinion on this too Drew uh so where are you guys at on on Wendell Carter as a as a buy low piece going forward um what do you think has been his issues if you could try and pinpoint um one he he stayed relatively healthy this year which were the, which was the big issue in in the first couple of years um uh, but this is somebody who was praised for having a very high iq and a lot of people um the famed comp for him coming out was uh al horford even you know i don't think he's as you know good of a al horford as a as a we probably underrate how good al horford was in college like that joe kim noah al horford for yeah that was one of the last great college basketball teams that really like you know stand out like over time so what what would you guys say on wendell carter jr um overall and we could get into the rest of the the magic uh trade deadline as they traded uh vucevic and um fournier later first off on wendell carter where you guys at on that i'll well, Wendell Carter, I mean, the jury's still out on him. I mean, obviously, we know that. But, like, I personally think, you know, like, I still have faith in him as a player. Uh, one for me, like, I, he's a willing defender. That's number one. You know what I'm saying? The guy, the guy, he, he, he's, you see the effort there on defense. That's number one. Number two, I just think that, you know, with the bull system, I mean, look, look who he's played for. He played for Jim Boylan. You know what I'm saying? And, like, so, like, 
I felt like that we should give the guys who played for Jim Boylan, you know what I'm saying, a pass, especially the young guys too, because, you know, clearly they didn't have a, they had no foundation and no system in terms of like, you know, like the player development in Chicago around that time. But I think with Wendell Carter, I mean, he's going to play for Steve Clifford now and Steve Clifford emphasizes defense and he emphasizes, you know what I'm saying? Uh, bigs to you know rebound the ball uh to you know bigs to be more on the on the rebound on the rebounding end of, of the floor on both sides of the basketball so like on both sides of the court so i mean i think i think steve clifford is gonna do wonders for wendell carter's career like you know what i'm saying going forward and in terms of the magic and what they've done with the first round picks i mean i think those picks are gonna be pretty high like lottery picks i think you know they might be in the lottery regardless so i mean it's a good foundation to build off of because I think offensively, they just lack that point, that true point guard, you know, like that true superstar point guard. So in this draft, we know they ha- there's a shit ton of them. So, like, you know, I think they might get they're going to try to get one of those or, you know, take a flyer on a guy. So I think that the Magic have a good foundation and we know they're good for player development, too. So, like, that's that's been one of their things in, in terms of uh, in terms of like their organization, uh, their organization uh, mantra is player development and stuff like that and drafting star players. So I think. I think the I think the I think Wendell Carter and the Magic they did they did okay they did okay you know this this uh, trade deadline and plus you know the ship is sailed with Evan Fournier and and Vucevic so now they have something to build on for the future so shout out Orlando though what I what I let in on that I agree for the most part Wendell's issue I don't think has ever been talent I think he kind of lacks a dog within him that I feel like just from I've had to work a lot of Bulls games the last couple months and I have a lot of Bulls friends. Toughness is always something that people wonder about Wendell because he's had a lot of injury issues and he's always kind of struggled around the rim when you expect him to be a lot better looking at his stature. So I think at the end of the day, he had only think he has one year left after this um, season. So it's just going to be pretty much an experiment. That worst case, you can just get rid of him, make $5 million. And the best part about the deal is that for the first time in the last decade, Atlanta Magic don't want to be in purgatory anymore. Like, they're hitting a hard reset, which I'm a very big fan of because so many of these teams feel like they have pressure from ownership or from the front office to just win, 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 even if it's just being the eighth seed and being stuck in mediocrity. For the first time, Orlando were the six in the club that looked at themselves and been like, shit, I don't want to be a six no more. So maybe you have to drop down to a one or a two in order to get back to an eight or a nine. So I think they just being real with themselves and holding themselves accountable because now they're going to drop. They're going to be a bottom three team the rest of the season, and there's a good chance they get themselves in the, the bottom four, especially with all the injuries they have. They're playing Chas and Randall and MCW, a point guard right now. So yeah. add to the fact that they actually have a cup board, that's nasty. Nasty right? work. Yeah. So now you have – and you have no Isaac this year, and you have no um, folks this year. So what are you even playing for? So at this point, just get your top pick. Next year, be a year two of development. And then the year after that, you're back being a fun and interesting team. So I love it for the Magic, just as much as I love it for Chicago. One sec, because you, you mentioned, you mentioned um, I actually want to look at this number because Wendell is somebody who I've been, you know, captivated by the allure of his potential and, and, and the possible breakout. And like you said, the, the best thing you said there was about his, um, his, his finishing about the rim is something that you want to see a little better from him. And, you know, he's improved in the mid range area. He's shooting, he's shooting 45% on all his mid range, but at the rim, 
He's shooting 61%, which is 27th percentile for bigs finishing around the basket. And even um, he's still not taking any threes. So like you said, yeah, Wendell Carter has to improve his touch around the basket um, to really improve. So I guess finishing on the magic on this, um, two high-profile bigs from that same from that same class going forward. Um, if you had to buy low on one um, center who hasn't, you know, lived up to the rookie contract um, yet, would you guys take a buy low on on Mo Bamba, or would you guys take a buy low on Wendell Carter? Who guys think um, would be? Come on. Who do you guys Yo, think? Mo Bamba can't do nothing on the court. It's Wendell. Is there anything? Is there anything? It's Wendell, man. It's Wendell. It's Wendell. I just have to ask the question. I just have to ask the question. Come on, man. I think. Wendell no, hasn't even gotten a chance. I mean, Bamba hasn't even really got a chance to to. Right. And and plus, and plus, yeah, and no, nah, but nah, but I, the jury's out on Bamba. You know what I'm saying? Because I because he he Bamba caught the wrong thousand minutes before we like say this. Like I understand what you guys are saying. Right? He did. Yeah, like, what year is it? Jury, year yeah. This is year three. Any year, year three. three. Oh. All right. Whatever. How many so, minutes does he even have in the league yet? Yeah. Yeah. Has he? Has he? Has he lost? That's the issue in itself. That exactly like avail- that, availability exactly is a is a is a skill, bro. And to like to even get in like on my Wendell Carter take, like to be fair, that team that I'm on in the fantasy league, the keeper league, I inherited that team, so I'm stuck with Wendell Carter. Um, just for the listeners' edification, I just want everybody to know that he wasn't a draft pick of mine, but I'm, I've inherited him. Secondly, <laughs> <laughs> secondly, Wendell Wendell Carter, I mean. I think on the Magic, he has the possibility to be unleashed just a little bit. Um, I think he's a very good screener. I mean, I, we're we're getting really yes. in depth now. We gotta get we gotta get into like the weeds now. Where we're like trying to to find draft, draft season but, podcast. This is this is what they come here for. That's what we this do. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, <laughs> we do. I mean, look, we do. he 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 sets screens very well. He he also kind of shoots like fifty three. I think it's like fifty three percent. Between like five and nine feet from the basket, which like we we said already, like that's well above, that's above league average. Um, I think just with a on his defense, like Clifford, like they're all from that same branch, Tib, all of them, like they're gonna they're gonna find a way to get somebody to play some defense. So I think if he can just work on the little things, defense getting better, um, on his touch and continue like evolving as a pick and roll and pick and pop player. I think he'll find a way to, to improve his trajectory incredibly in the next couple of years. But like this, this the the second half of the season and the beginning and the beginning of next year are gonna be a really big tell sign for what we can expect for his future. Is he gonna stick with the magic or he's gonna be one of those restricted free agents that people are gonna be like, oh, should we take another chance on him? Dog, Bamba hasn't even hit two thousand minutes in the league and like like There's for, a reason for like for that though. No, I I know, I know. I'm not, I'm not right, saying not. that. I mean, listen, bro, listen, first of all, first listen. Of all, he's, he's been, he's been injury prone. He, hasn't even, he he had the COVID thing this year. Like he he was Why? barely he even. Like, he was barely even in basketball shape. So it's just like I don't want to like everything you're saying about availability is correct. I'm just saying like he's essentially still a, a rookie if you want to talk about it for no. minutes. Bro. No, he is yeah, though. Like I'm not, I'm not saying. No, nah, he, he is. No, nah, he is. He is. He is. He's essentially a rookie. How many? Like, how many minutes has he logged in? How many minutes again? Eighteen thousand. Like it's yeah, not, yeah, he's not. Right. Yeah, he's not. He's yeah, but not. he's gotten benched. He's got right. benched for Ken Birch because Ken Birch is a better basketball yeah. player right now. He so has. If you a, look what Mo Bamba. No, 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 no. I think I, I think that I think the upside. Even if we talk about Bamba about him coming out. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people, you know, talked about him, and I don't think 
particularly coming out of the draft about the allure of his shot blocking. But even at Texas for him, he was always pretty damn skinny with a with a high center of gravity, which was always going to be that's something that's hard to, to change body wise. And it's hard to change a, a, a body frame like that. So it's just like, yeah, I mean, I you're absolutely correct. I'm not even like pushing back on it. It's just I, I won't. He got a. I would like to see him stay healthy for a year first before I say, okay, cool. He's unsalvageable as a player. Which right, is two I, things against that, though. <laughs> seven foot two, seven foot one digs that get injured early in their career tend to get injured the rest of their career. Very, We've seen it with point, so many bigs. Secondly, he's a lot stiffer than I think people realize coming out. He doesn't move as fluid laterally, I think, that a lot of people expected. And then lastly, on the boards, he just gets destroyed because he's just skin and bone. So it's a lot harder for him. Even, even we, we, we'll move on. We can move on to the Bulls after this. Um, but just, you know, and it actually, like, because we're in such a uh, – and, and, you know, per 36, it's just, a, it's just a ratio stat. And, you know, I don't – I wouldn't read too deeply into stats like this. It just gives you an idea mm-hmm. of, of what they're doing. And like I said, he's barely even – he started one NBA game in his career. Mm-hmm. He's at, per 36, through his minutes, he's at 14, 12 – and three blocks for 36. That's still yeah, a, I hate them. I hate, I hate, I hate per 36 stats. It's just, it, I'm just, yeah, saying, I do too. We need, we need to, like, and like you said, they have nothing to play for. We need to see at least what he can do before we, before we say, all right, bet. Does he have anything he can, he can be rotational? So I think even moving on to, to the bull side from, from this side, Raz, what, what was your opinion on, on Vucevic to the Bulls? And I think we, we covered this a little bit. Um, what do you think their their current outlook for the next year plus is? And when we're talking about the rest of the roster, um, it's it's a big rest of the season for Laurie Marketing. He was somebody who I thought might get traded after after this trade went down, possibly. Um, but this second half for him, yeah, he came back. I think he had COVID earlier in the season, I believe. He caught, yeah, he yeah he caught COVID early in the season, like right then, like right he, when the season started. And then he came back, so he was somebody who I liked. I liked at least what Laurie was showing me a little bit earlier in the season, um, before he got the injury. Um, but you know, what are you guys seeing from from this from this Bulls core? How would you guys try to optimize it going forward? Because I think Zach Levine is in one of these precarious situations as somebody who's overqualified to be a second or third option, but is really, 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 really fucking good and and putting up like out of this world numbers. Um, on the Bulls and and showing you and basically basically putting up you know like hyper efficient you know first option numbers which is which is which I mean he always had the upside of a lead scorer and he's basically just he's turned into that this season specific so coming up next the Bulls are in a pretty good situation we talked about Pat Williams one of my favorite like blue guys role players in the league Thad Young you know so where you got they got rid of um, Otto Porter, where Raz, where are you at on on the Bulls right now and and moving forward? How would you? What do you expect from the rest of the season? And what would you do to try and try and uh, um optimize that roster going forward? I mean, the, I mean Vucevic, um, you know that's how you pronounce it, Kendrick Perkins. But Vucevic, um, he he's basically one of those like he he adds to that team so much, right? And it's like they're they're gonna make a push. I, they ha- they have no choice. Like if if they don't, who's the coach of the Bulls right now? I can't even think right now. But yeah, like Billy Donovan. Yeah, Billy, oh, Donovan. Billy Donovan. They keep giving this guy. All right, Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan. <laughs> Billy, Donovan. <laughs> yeah. Billy, Billy Donovan, coach of the Bulls. He has to figure out a way to get them to minimum the play the playoff, right? 
With that much talent, right. that's way that's way too much fucking talent on a team to not make a push into the playing the playing spot of the playoffs. They like Vucevic is twenty and ten. Zach Levine, we just praised Zach Levine, and then the complimentary players they have around it, like Kobe White's not handling the bench well, bench role right now. Well, so I mean, this is gonna be something where they're gonna have to push a different button for him. But like you said, Bad Young is on that team. Um, Laurie Marketing, his day is a number. Um, I think right now he's playing for he's trying out for the rest of the league at this point. I don't know if there's I don't know if you can keep him um with all the other pieces you've added. You know, the rookie that they drafted, he's looking like somebody who's going to be there for a minute. And I just think if they can figure out their their lead guard situation, um, whether it's gonna be uh Thomas or or um, you know, Kobe, I think that's what's holding them back. I think they needed some point guard, um, at a point guard addition there to kind of solidify a steady work point guard, as this this podcast likes to call it. They need somebody who's going to be able to initiate that offense. Even though Zach does a good job as uh, a decent job as a facilitator, you know, sometimes you need another ball handler to kind of take the pressure off of him. But like that pick and pop and that pick and roll with Zach and Vucevic is going to be something to watch. Ooh, that's, um, it's going to be nasty, and I, man. And I think I think if there's any type of defense played in Chicago, they're going to be a dangerous team. They're not going to be they're not dangerous as in terms of like title contention right this minute, but like they're going to be a team that it's going to it's not going to be an easy out. You're not. It's going to be, gonna be gonna tough be, out in the playoffs. You're not going to be thrilled to see them, and that's that's what they were up until this. Even though Zach was able to give you forty. You wasn't really like, ah, the Bulls are coming to town. Let's really hunker down. Like, now you have to. Right. What? I think with the – I think with the, with the – I think with the Bulls, what, what, like what Raz said, I think the Bulls have all the pieces now. You know what I'm saying? Now it's just the point guard spot, which is the most important spot for your basketball team. And I think – I don't think Kobe White is a true point guard. You know, that's always been the knock on him, even at North Carolina. Even that was a whole knock on him. Even at North Carolina was like his ability to be, you know, used as a facilitator and stuff like that. So uh, I personally think he's better set off as a bench. As a hold on, Rios, hold on. Um, just just quickly, if there was a such thing as a one read point guard, it would be Kobe Reed. Kobe, Kobe, oh, White. Oh, Kobe White. Oh, yeah. Because like I've there's there's been ta- I've been I've watched like uh, tape on Kobe White, man. And like they'll run like uh, they'll run double screen action to the wings and. One guy, like the 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 screen setter, will be like wide open for for a lob or like you know a nice little put or a nice little you know dump in for a layup, and he won't look the guy, but he'll look the guy for at the wing. So it's like yeah. I just think that Kobe, I just Kobe think over, he, he over dribbles in like he, right. misses, he misses he misses like um, a lot of a lot of passes like over dribbling. He, 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 like, he, he plays he plays he plays that style of basketball. I won't say that you know we, we know what it is, Sean and Raz, but he plays that style of basketball. So uh, I just think that the but, but one thing I do love about Kobe White is his ability to create his own shot. I think he is a awesome shot creator, especially off the dribble. So I mean, I think he's better set at as like a bucket getter off the bench. But I think this I think they really to me what, what was disappointing for the Bulls was them not trying to make them not trying to at least get a point guard. You know, at least a serviceable I, starting point guard. That was what the I was issue gonna, for me. Because, I was going to jump but, in and say that they're going to be them and the Knicks going to be fighting this summer for Lonzo Ball because if you look at the perfect backcourt compliment for yo, Zach Levine. Oh yeah, right. 
Oh, yeah, because, I mean, if you think about it, too, because, like, just from a X's and O's perspective, right, so you have Vucevic and you have Levine, right? So you can run the high, you can run the high low with Levine and, and Vucevic. I would max you know what I'm saying? And, right. Because you so, probably have like, to max him to steal him from the, from the Pelicans. Well, nah, Max is Max like thirty. I think you could probably get him for like twenty three, twenty four. I think I, I think I think get him for like twenty five. I think I I, yeah. I think he's like a twenty five. Like no restricted, it restricted. That's probably the number that that right. Uh, like David Griffin's in that think long and long and hard about that because you're already like that's three max oh. contracts in a couple years and on a, on a team that might not go there. So um yeah man I think I think it's gonna be really interesting to watch the uh did you did you get in there on that Raz? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only thing, only thing I really do need to say is the Knicks do need Lonzo. Um, that's just, uh, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna get into that. Yeah, we gotta get. Into that. Yeah, no, yeah. I want to talk about guy. that too. I want, yeah, they like I, I'm not gonna front, guy. man. Because I'm, I'm a, a, is what the streets need to see. Because um, I'm, I'm you want to get that right now. One, one, Vusi, one let's talk, Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that now. Let's talk about that now. Yo, uh, yo, Raz, you go first with that then. I mean, the Knicks have been looking for a point guard since. You know, Marbury. Since wow. two thousand and two, since two thousand and two. Chris Duhon. Chris Duhon. We were looking for a point guard with Marbury, bro. I mean, shout out to Starbury because yeah. he's that guy. But we, you know, they never did him how we were supposed to in New York. And I, think, I mean, they did him dirty, but that's enough. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, we can. We can. We can have a star. That, that, that's a whole different story for a whole different time. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but like Lonzo Ball. With with you know the newly the newly anointed Lorando, Mitch Rob, um I mean we ever get another wing we're cooking but like that backcourt you know I I imagine just going down the stretch running with him and quickly and quick quickly you know quickly coming together as a kind of a playmaker but he's not that that's not gonna be him we need him strictly here mm-hmm. to do what he does and that's get buckets so Lonzo is somebody as he's a low maintenance point guard right he's gonna play defense. The shooting woes have been greatly exaggerated because he's improved on that this year. Um, and they basically had the nigga in the corner this year, which is ridiculous. He's he's dribbling the ball up and handing it to Zion to run pick and roll with Brandon Ingram. I think the Knicks need somebody who's going to play defense, who's going to be a table setter, and I think that's like the key to unlocking this team. I mean, obviously they need more pieces. This is not a championship roster, but Lonzo goes a lot, a long way into being the point guard of the future and setting up the table for all of the players that they will, will bring in. Right. Oh, I, nah. Want to jump in on this one? And you give yeah, you yeah, right yeah, go, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Drew. Go ahead, Drew. Lonzo makes almost too much sense for the Knicks specifically because what are RJ and Randall's best at? They overlap in their skill set a lot of ways because they can ram into the restricted area in front of the defense. Lonzo doesn't need to do that. But what Lonzo could do is he's going to grab a whole bunch of rebounds and push the pace from those rebounds. Like we said, but the Knicks lack right now, I think they're 26, I could be wrong, in pace. You add Lonzo Bull to your team, you're going to go up at least 8 to 10 spots in pace if you're letting him do what he excels at. So he's going to get your offense running. He's also somebody that Randall could continue to be ball hog Randall because this version of Randall is a top 30 player. And Lonzo isn't somebody that's going to interfere with his role on the offense. So you could move him to the corner. You could have him running off ball action. You can get you yourself into transition. Lastly, give Thibodeau ahead of the snake that could defend ones like Lonzo, and you have Mitch in the back end. He's giving you a top three defense. So, oh yeah, for sure. Getting a twenty-three-year-old Lonzo is 
when you have the most cap space in the NBA and there's only one clear point guard available that's under 34, not counting Larry, it's a no-brainer. Right. I, I also agree with uh, Raz and Drew. I mean, just looking at it from a, like a perspective, too, I think Lonzo I think Lonzo is the perfect player for Tibbs just because of his versatility on defense. You know what I'm saying? That's that's number one for me because we Lonzo, to me, like in terms of like his length, you know, like he, he's able to disrupt, you know, guy, he could guard some four spots. And he can guard some fours in some small ball lineups. You know what I'm saying? Like I've seen him, you know, be able to, you know, help defend and hedge on on, on forwards. So that's something that Tibbs, you know, loves with his guards. His guards being able to, you know what I'm saying, like being being able to switch and, you know what I'm saying, hedge and recover. So, like, that's something that Lonzo does very well automatically. And, two, what Drew said about the pace of the offense, too. I mean, Lonzo, to me, like, I feel like in terms of, like, the way he runs the transition offense is so unconventional, but it's so beautiful because, obvious, like, the the way the transition offense has changed from, like, you know, previous NBA to now to, to this NBA is where, you know, you got to go in transition, you know what I'm saying? And like the guy at the wing has to go to the corner, shoot the corner three automatically instead of him running to the rim. So yeah. Lonzo's, Lonzo, Lonzo, Lonzo's ability to find corner shooters is very important. And I feel like that's, you know, and like that's where the league is trending. So like, I just think that the Knicks as a whole, in terms of like, you know, with Lonzo there, with Drew said, they will be a top three defense. they will be a top three to top 10 defense automatically just off of, you know, being, the the switching ability between those four guys actually between you know RJ and uh, and 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 uh, Julius I'm gonna call him Lorando this I'm a Nets fan but you know you know Julius Randall Randall you're disrespecting <laughs> you know he's Lorando no I'm sorry I was I, I'll call him I'll call him Lorando for for the podcast purposes you know what I'm saying yeah, and like, like you know yeah, yeah you know yeah, and like, like I was saying like I was saying about um like Drew was saying about the Lonzo thing like he, it, it's such a it's such a perfect fit because he he plays in that Lonzo loves that like we were just talking about it with, with Aaron Gordon but that above the break three is actually what Lonzo is really comfortable with that's his favorite shot going to look going to his left especially so like he says it meshes perfectly with 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 um Randall and RJ constantly getting downhill um, moving on, I do think we can get into one of the more interesting deals in the day that probably caught me surprised um, because I, I wouldn't necessarily think Gary Trent Jr. was somebody who was on the market that was available. Um, but the Toronto Raptors traded um, Norman Powell to the Portland Trailblazers for Gary Trent Jr., Roddy Hood, and Roddy Hood. So, uh, first of all, I, I wanted to talk about this because Norman Powell is somebody who, you know, we, we get, especially in playing in fancy fancy leagues like I do dynasty leagues. He's somebody who a couple years ago going back coming into even before the Kawhi season, um normal somebody who I I, I really liked and I I forecasted a lot of breakouts for him even like pre before he even turned himself into a really damn good NBA player and before Kawhi actually came. Um one thing I don't know if people are realizing just how good of a shooter Norm Norm Powell is over the past three years um, on 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 good volume, like he's taking he's taking enough attempts that you want to see. Um, he hasn't shot less than forty one percent from three, um, and and his shooting percentage around a around the pass, especially on all the threes. And this season he's at he's on on ninety two attempts from the corner three. He's at ninety he's at he's in the ninety second percentile. Um, on ninety two attempts from three at fifty three percent from long range. So, Norm Powell is a really damn good player. However, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if he was what the Blazers needed. Now he's still a a, a, a good enough player that's gonna that's gonna help them in in their in their rotation. But um, Joe, I guess we can start with you. What do you what do you make of the Norm Powell fit? 
on the Blazers and what do you see for Gary Trent Jr. going going back to Toronto? All right, so I'm just going to give you the perspective. From my opinion, I think the Blazers made this deal because I don't think they expect Gary Trent Jr. to be attainable long term. Because from a skill set perspective, Trent is more of a spot up shooter, floor spacer, etc. When Norm Powell, he's an absolute bucket. He's a three level scorer, and I think they re- this is two years of elite efficiency from Norm. Um, so they realize they're getting a maybe not minor, but maybe a significant upgrade for this season, but understand that he might leave. So they're kind of going all in without completely going all in. That's, However, yeah. I, I, what the fuck is he doing, bro? I really what like she doing? What happened? Uh, bro, right, I don't, going. no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish, 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 your, finish your point. Last point I'll just make is from the Raptors perspective, I loved it. It's Masai being Masai. Because he knows now I have Gary Trent's bird rights as he's going to be a restricted free agent. The difference between Trent and Powell might not be significant, especially with a new coaching staff, putting him in, in a similar role. So now your team just got younger. I think Trent's 23 or 24. Yeah, and you're going to be able to make him a core piece. So now you got Van Fleet and Trent bookend as your backcourt the next five years. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm just like, I, and I tweeted this earlier about Neil O'Shea, who, I mean, I've always enjoyed Neil O'Shea's work as a, as a GM, even going back to when he was on the Clippers. I think, Clippers, um, right. yeah, he was yeah I, thought, I thought he I thought he did a pretty good job with the Clippers, and I was always a fan. I actually, actually wanted to see the Knicks hire him before he ended up getting that job in in, um, in Portland. But, and I, the tweet that I had earlier about, about O'Shea is that he's done – you know, he's done everything humanly possible in his hands to build around Damon CJ while also not actually addressing the elephant in the room, which, yeah, you know, they, I mean, they can't play together. They can't I play together. I don't want to say they can't play together, you know, but oh, oh, wait, oh, oh, they can't guard a piece of paper. I mean, you know, that's what it much, is. It's, it's pretty, yeah, that's what it is. No, that's what it is. That's what it's cool. I was having this, you're not wrong. I was having this conversation about. Um, early with, with my man, friend of the show, A, um, we was we was talking about like how high the level, the high end level of NBA ball is right now. We talk about this with the the Nets are the perfect example of of how high your team's talent has to be to truly compete and win an NBA title. Um, when you're talking about, you know, what's the we're talking about? What's the cream of the cop? We're talking about what's at the what's the top end of the league? You know what I'm saying? When the, when the Warriors are running out, Clay. KD and Steph, you know, and, and, and in prime Draymond, the rest of the league was moving like they knew they had no opportunity to beat that team. Like, like, like dudes knew that, you know what I'm saying? So right now we're looking at, you know, we're looking at a KD, we're looking at, um, we're looking at KD, Harden, Kyle, we're looking at uh, AD and, and LeBron. And that's the crazy thing, because as good as a combination of CJ McCollum and Dame Lillard are, does it really compare to get you to the top, to the top of the top where you got to go to? No, and and my and my the issue with me with with the Damon CJ thing is the right. I just think that they never really had with those two guys like that because obviously you're gonna have liabilities on defense because those guys aren't the typical CJ isn't your typical two guard size now that in, in today's modern he NBA. On defense, he just yeah he doesn't. No 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 no. See no CJ no see listen CJ will fight on see 
CJ will fight for fight will fight off screens and he'll he'll try. He's a willing defender. I'm not saying he's an awful defender. I just think that when you when like you know it he's a willing it, defender. We used to being kind because at the end of the day it's still right. We're being I'm being and, and I'm still being kind when I'm calling him a willing defender. You know what I'm saying? He's a but right, but I'm saying in terms of I just think that it's the cog pieces around Portland. You know what I'm saying? I feel like what 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 with the backcourt of CJ and Dame, you need you need like a, a pick and pop four. You know what I'm saying? They never they never really got the stretch four that was necessary, you know, for them to, you know, fully flourish. Uh in terms of like their wing play, uh, I just felt like uh they never really had the defensive wings to, you know what I'm saying, like actually combat what CJ and Dame do, or you know what I'm saying, on, on the offensive well, end. Even, even, even right, yeah, right, right, fair, it, fair right. Enough, but even, fair, even no, fair that, enough, fair enough. Even but that, even, I feel like right now there I, I have no problems with their wing rotation. Whatsoever, right now, I think they actually have a pretty. They got. They well, have, no, no, no. This year, no. But I'm saying. The thing but, is, but, 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 I mean, if we're really talking, if we're really talking about it, yeah, or that. But if we're really talking about it, you know, and before he got hurt, Yusuf Nurkic was having a, a breakout season, his a, best a breakout season league, for sure. You know, but and as as, good, as no, not right before here, before he got hurt, before he got hurt in in 2019. I mean, mm-hmm. um, he was having a breakout season. He was amazing. I remember watching the game against the Nets when he got hurt. That it was an overtime game, and he he mm-hmm. was he had like. Yeah, something like maybe like thirty five and some 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 ridiculous line. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. He he was embarrassing Jared, Jared Allen game. I remember that game. The thing, too. The thing is, the thing is, I'm saying that, you know I think they're they're still missing a mobile big, and that's before we even get into the fact that <laughs> Ennis Cantor is the backup that they're going for. So for even as good as their their bigs can be, they are still at a disadvantage because of of, of as good as their wings can be. They're still at a disadvantage because of their wings. So Raz, what do you what do you make of this trade? And what 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 are we making of? I keep. I feel like whenever we talk about the, the the fucking Blazers, I get to this question. I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing? Or, or like we talked about, it's not it's not purgatory because they're not in purgatory. But you know, eventually, when you're gonna make that that true splash? Because you know, like Dame Dame, I think Dame's game will age fine, but he's also not young. Him and he he's 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 at thirty already, and I think he I think he's gonna age fine. He probably he probably has a prime of maybe like five years, even if he stays healthy. I, but, yeah, he got, but, I think he has like, I think he has four and a half more years of this level of basketball, of this high right, level of you, basketball. You, where are you at on that, the Norm Powell, Gary Trent deal and, and the Blazers moving forward, I guess? I mean, I, I don't know. Like it didn't, I'm confused, bro. Like, I'm, like it did, like I, Norm Powell going there changes. I mean, good for him. He gets to go to playoffs this year. Right. But like, it, what does it what does it do for that team? Because Norm Powell, if I remember correctly, is a restricted free agent next year. So right. they, they're gonna have to pony up at a position that one, I don't know if they really needed that because one, what is Norm Powell? Six three? So he he's, he's unrestricted next year, actually. Six four, six four is six four. Six four is generous, bro. That he might be like six three. And like, yeah. no, actually, actually, Norm Powell got a uh, yeah, he, he had a player option this year. Actually, he's gonna deny that. Yeah. So it's he's, just like yeah, he's you're, gonna have to, you're gonna have to pay him, and it's just like Norm Powell is like, yo, like he's a good defender when he's engaged. Sure. He's he's gotten he's gotten much better as a shooter. He's got much better at you know just taking it to the rim. But it's just like you had Gary Trent there, and he kind of does the same. Thing right, so it's just he's like be- like Norm Powell is better. He's he's, he's yeah, no, Norm Powell is the better player. Like gives them it, it gives them a plus for the next two months. That's it. But it's like that's it. They don't have anything. Like they're not going to compete. Like as good as Dame is, 
Like, they're not competing with the, like, they're not better than the Nuggets. They're not better than the Lakers. With Rondo, they're not, not better, better, not than, better than Utah. I don't think they're better than the, I don't think they're better than Utah either. I don't think they can beat Utah. I don't think they beat Utah in seven. Like in I seven don't like. Either, yes. I just like. So what do you like that trade? Unless they, what are they going to do? Get Drummond? No, because I mean, you're, they can't. I mean, they have they have Nurkic too. So it's like Nurkic is back. So maybe you'll see. Maybe once one day they'll we'll be able to see this team healthy and it come together. But they're wasting. Dame. Dame's prime. Like that's what it well, comes down to. They're, they're they're also in purgatory, in like first round purgatory. But really. they're in like good like, purgatory. It, it, yeah, they are, it's, right? It's yeah, because they... it's a better it is is better than you know Dame Dame's hit a, a couple of, of huge shots. But if we're really talking about <laughs> you know trying to or or just NBA history about winning with a with a with a you know a guard, honestly, you, you know we have history that that tells you like guard is your number one option doesn't win. I think Dame. Dame is good enough to win as your as as your as your guard. Like I'm not even that's not a question to me. But not with the not as currently constructed. So and they're at 119 million dollars of cap space for next year before uh, before a uh, Norm Powell extension would even come onto the books. So yeah, like like you said, Raz, it's pretty pretty damn interesting. Um, so I think I think the next deal that we should definitely touch upon um, the Victor Oladipo R&B Victor Oladipo. Um, the heat, the heat, <laughs> the heat traded for for Victor Oladipo. Uh, the heat get Victor Oladipo. The Rockets received Avery Badley, Kelly Olynyk, and uh, the right to a 2022 first round swap selection. Now, I, I feel like we can all harmoniously laugh at the the joke of a fucking franchise that the Houston Rockets are. Tim <laughs> Fujita, you broke a shit, my nigga. Get the fuck out of here. Um, but you know. Before I put on my, I'm gonna put on my Dr. Umar cap, and I'm gonna say this real quick because we know the NBA is a suspect. You know what I'm saying? We all know that already, right? So I feel like you know the NBA is gonna gift uh, Cade Cunningham to the Houston Rockets. I feel like that's just going to happen. I kind of see it happening. Bro. I mean, <laughs> John Wall and and and. Uh, and Cade Cunningham, yeah, that's that's disastrous basketball. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, John, I'm, I'm being honest. Yeah, John Wall. You're gonna, You're gonna be Cade come, come, Life comes full circle because John Wall would just be playing the Gilbert Arenas role that Gilbert Arenas played for John Wall when he came to the league. Exa- exactly. The, you know, like <laughs> it's it's really coming down to that. But Raz, what's your what's your opinions on on the Rockets Miami swap? Where does that? What does this like? Before we get into laughing at the Rockets, but what does this do? Um, let's talk about the Heat. Let's talk about. Um, they they they're playing right now or they're playing today. But what, where are we at with with the heels and and how are how are we looking at them as as a playoff team and and going forward with this current iteration of the team? I mean, if Vic Vic can get any fucking semblance of efficiency back, um, I think the Heat become a very dark horse team again in the East, like they were in the bubble, right? Like Jimmy Butler finally Bam's still out, right? Or is Bam no. back? No, Bam's back. Bam's Bam back? is back. Okay. Yeah, he's back. So Bam, you have Bam, Bam, you have Jimmy. They get back to full strength. Um, Duncan Robinson is not what he was in the bubble, but I mean, and also Tyler Hero is not what he was in the bubble, but they're still complementary pieces. I think Vic Oladipo takes a lot of that pressure off of them. Um, they don't have to to be relied upon to carry that tertiary uh, scoring role, and I think you know at this point. Vic would then become the second scorer on that team, freeing up Bam to do his um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? His utility role where he does a little bit of everything. I think that's probably for the best. And, you know, spo- spoken coach, and I don't think it's going to be an issue. They have now more than one person that can handle the rock. And I do think they also went and got, uh, what's his name from the Kings? Um, starts with a B. Uh, Bialika. Yeah, Niam- yeah, Bialika. Yeah, Bialika. I think, I think that's, uh, <laughs> for what it's worth, that's a decent pickup for them. Uh, so I think, I think, I mean, Vic, if it. I mean, he's uh, better than Miles Leonard. So, I mean, yes. that's a. The potential, the potential, on the yeah. potential, on the potential for it with all of Yeah, yeah. Uh, LaMarcus, they're supposed to get LaMarcus too. They're the favorite. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they get him, well, we will evaluate that when it happens. But I mean, I think Vic, you know, the potential is high with it, right? But he, he's been, he hasn't played this that well this year. Um, and I think if he's able to turn it around just from an efficiency standpoint, the Heat are in a good spot. I think Oladipo is still a borderline elite defender. And the Heat's issue last season was that they had nobody that could defend ones. And AD did a good job at it this year when he was healthy. But Oladipo is still an elite level defender and an obvious upgrade. Efficiency wise, he definitely took a hit. Not that bro, it, I'm I'm looking at his I'm looking at his numbers right now, bro. Oh my! He lost God. some twitchiness. Now, nah, what it what it is? He lost some of that twitchiness. That Dog, no, I'm I'm not even I, his his finishing isn't even what's egregious that I'm looking at right now, bro. Like I'm looking at the his, his like where are we at on on Oladipo as a shooter? Like what do you like? I'm. Oof, that's, yeah, not, that's not that's not his strong suit. He, he can that's cut not his strong but he I don't. I don't. My thing is, my thing is, he can make shots. Though. There's, make a, there's shots, enough. Though. There's enough. This is why it's interesting to think about how this Heat team. And I think they played tonight, but how they look forward when they get their their full roster that they're going to be playing if in the second half. You know what I'm saying? So I think um, one one thing that I noted earlier in the season was about Bam and and, and how he's improved himself as a mid range shooter, become a lot more much more comfortable operating in that range. And you have Jimmy, who Jimmy, you know, Jimmy is great, and and for all that Jimmy does. Like we can call him a, a spotty shooter, you know. Depends on the depends on when you catch him, I guess. I, I don't think you know he's a as somebody who I'm. That's not me questioning Jimmy Jimmy Butler, but the, the shooting can the shooting can come and go. So how how does this work? And you you have you have Hero, you have Duncan Robinson. How do we think this works? Like if we're trying to talk about like on the court, how Spolster might piece together this on the court. Like what do you do to make? Because like I said. Those old depot shooting numbers are are gross. So I mean, like if, if, yeah. So if, but if you leaving him, if if I, I'm just trying to say, like, if if let's say Jimmy Jimmy goes to a cold streak and and Bam's like that that's that's a nightmare scenario where Bam's offensive creation you know regresses a little bit, and and now you're looking at three suspects, three eh, shooters on the court at once. Even even with a couple shooters, even though those guys have is they're gonna have enough versatility to play you know, Hero and, and Robinson in lineups beside those guys. But where are you guys at on, on the heat for, for a potential playoff run? I I think with the Oladipo trade, uh, as a Nets fan, like, they scare me a little bit more than, like, the Bucks do, just in terms of uh, just the playmaking ability that they have on the court now with Oladipo. I mean, obviously, we know Oladipo is not that good of a shooter, but one thing I do trust is his playmaking ability, and – now that you have three playmakers on the floor with Jimmy Butler and you have, uh, you know, you have Bam and you have uh, Oladipo, their ability to create for for shooters and they can they uh, what and uh, 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 Oladipo's ability, you know, to hit the third read, hit the second read, 
uh, hit the second and third read is very important. So like, which means that a lot of corner threes will be shot by Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero and those other guys. So I just think that it's going to be, you know, very, very, very dangerous to see how they, uh, I was gonna. I want to see. I'm interested. I mean, not dangerous. It's gonna be interesting to see how they mesh. But I think they could be a dark horse team in the playoffs. I mean, they're what? They're what a fourth seed right now in the East, I believe. They're fourth. Or, they're fourth or fifth in the East, right? Right now. So, so I mean, I think with Oladipo, I think they 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 potentially uh, they may not move up. They they're fifth, right? I think they can go to that fourth spot now with Oladipo there. So it's gonna be interesting to see like how they uh how they mesh on the defensive end because like uh because like drew said uh last year they couldn't guard point guards worth a damn so uh I think Oladipo now you're able to like you know combat that him him being able to guard a ones and twos so I mean it's it's gonna be interesting to see what they do but is he a heat culture player though definitely I'm asking you I'm, a, I'm asking you guys that right do you think definitely, he's a heat culture player definitely he definitely is a heat culture player no doubt Oladipo I think I think I think Oladipo falls right in line I think okay. <laughs> I don't think there's gonna be an issue there you heat know, culture right. just conditioning Par- diet defensive intensity and Oladipo and, 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 and not going to the and not going to the strip club too and not and be an anti-strip club um and Oladipo's famous for getting his body right a couple years ago so we live right. in the yeah, yeah, exactly. He fits the perfect. So I mean, now, can I'm, we I'm laugh the, at the? We gotta laugh at the Rockets. Oh yeah, yeah let's put the, the Rockets pack up yeah. in the air. Oh yeah. So, somebody I mean, like, they did get Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood though. They did do somebody that. Light it. Somebody light. Somebody, we gotta light it. We gotta, right, we gotta listen, light it for I, how they I, handled I, the G, for how, for how they. This is this is the this is the final piece of of the Harden disconnected to the Harden trade. So that's why they deserve. Yeah, listen, man. Imagine, um, imagine trading one of the greatest scorers in NBA history. Matter of fact, one of the greatest players in NBA history for a bag of Reggie and two bags of Wise barbecue potato chips, man. That's disgusting, bro. Like that's that's essentially what they traded James Harden for, bro. You know what I'm they saying? They could have just kept so, like, Levert and Jared Allen too. Right, and they missed on that too, and 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 they didn't want to make that deal too. Like so the cheap. first time, the, they they were being cheap. You know what I'm saying? They didn't so want to like, pay, pay, yeah. pay Allen this summer, and he was like, I don't. Right, yeah, yeah. Allen's getting Allen's getting the bag this summer for sure, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yo, so Allen like, would would have been fired too at the four or five. Oof. Right, they don't want that. He didn't want that. Right, yeah, and Drew that and Drew that team, that team got exactly what the fuck they deserve. Um, with those with those deals, I mean, there were so many redeemable players to to get in that, and they just got they got left with literally none of them. Um, I mean, like, yeah, you got Kevin Porter Jr. Sure, but like, I mean, you're looking at what the Pacers got. Karis is Karis is back. <laughs> like, Karis, Kevin Porter Jr. could have been a fire combo too. Yeah, I get two, yeah. three of the future, like the two super skilled. That's a lot of shit. Yeah, that's a lot of. That's a lot of. That's a lot of. Yeah. And then plus two, they're missing out on a Jared Allen, a Christian Wood, a front court, like you said, too, because the Christian Wood Jared Allen experiment actually works, too, because Christian Wood likes to play with his, you he know, he likes to play with his front. Right. No, meaning like he plays with his front. He plays, he plays uh, like uh, his front to the basket. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he can Is shoot the outside three. That he wants to yeah, exa- exactly. the perimeter. Yeah, so like, and then and then plus we know what Jared Allen does, you know, as a as a block to block big, and you know, as a as a uh, as a defender. So like that, yeah, yeah. So like that, 
that that would have worked for Houston, and that and that's a and that would have been a good foundation to build off of because obviously now like because because backcourts are easy to find, you know what I'm saying? You can build it's easy to build a backcourt in the NBA, especially in today's NBA because you know everything is all interchangeable and stuff. It's just a front court. So many that, good guards, right? So yeah, like guards are you can get a guard off the street basically. You a, mm-hmm. a big man, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Man, the Knicks have been trying to get a fucking guard off the street. No, 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 but no, but no, but 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 there's a lot of guards. But like, but like, but the Knicks, but 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 like, point guards, it's different. You know what I'm saying? Point guards. There's a lot of guards, but you can't have like you can you can you can win with a you could you could win with the attack guard system. Hold on, having the wrong initiative. There's a lot of guards in the league, but if you have the if you don't have one of the one of the like it's a short list of of championship level initiators. If you don't have one of those guys, you're you're pretty much cooked. And, right. and that's like, what I'm saying. We we can we can talk about the importance of, of shot creation, and and that's it right there. Because really, the bar is the championship level guys that that create the best the best shots. But um, I, I think I think we're we're at a minute and five. So I mean, Raz, what what else is on your mind, Drew? What else have you? Whatever main storylines. Some last second draft stuff. Um, Last second draft stuff. We had an hour five, so it's up to it's up to you. But yeah, any any draft takes y'all got we, before we get out of here, we could definitely, we definitely end on credit. quick draft takes. I want to give Rad some credit for being uh, early on the Ayo Dunsumu hive because I popped in my synergy tape last week, and man, he got a lot of shake to his game. I'm really a big fan of when Hoopers, especially guards, utilize their body hesitations as a part of their handle, and Ayo got that on lock. I deception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it was so I love it was so important when we're talking about like shit you can't teach for for guards and how that fucks up a defense and 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 deceives a defense and like opens up passing lanes for your guys. This is wild. And and also too, and also too, yo, Io is a dog on on defense too, man. Yo, yo, money though. He owe me some money. <laughs> Yo, but he, but in terms of like, I think right now, I think he's an NBA level defender today. You know what I'm saying? Like, I he can guard guards today in the NBA. So like, I feel like what what Drew and Raz said too. Like, Raz, I I, I I'm sorry about the AO thing because we talked about this before. So like, I just want to say I'm sorry about the AO take. You were you were 100 right about him. You know what I'm saying? In terms of like his impact as a guard. So especially. On the defensive end, so I owe you. I owe you deserve your flowers for that, Raz. You you truly do. But now, I, think, I know. Go ahead, oh, go ahead Raz. I'm sorry. Now I'll just say I say the one one other person that we gotta watch. Um, it'll be what's the 28th? What's that Sunday? Right. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. my guy Scotty Barnes playing against Michigan, man, and I know there's been some disdain for him on this podcast, but I think I think you <laughs> know that was true. That was true. Yeah, Yo, Drew, really why do you like Scotty Barnes? Yo, Drew, why do you like Scotty Barnes, man? No, no, no. I fuck with him as a college player. Um, but in the NBA, what is his role gonna be? Like that's I think I, I think I, to me, I think he's like a uh I, I'm not gonna give him a player comp because like I don't no, I'm, I hate don't, the play I hate like the player comp. Here. I I don't like the play, but I think he's going to be like a uh like a three man who like who likes to distribute the basketball. He's like a, I think he's gonna be like a like, like a Patrick Williams type guy. You know what I'm saying? In yeah, terms but Patrick of like, Williams is so much more the shot creator. Do you think he no right no I, no I don't I don't think he's a I don't think Barnes is a better shot creator than Pat Williams. I do think he is a I do think he has a better basketball IQ than Patrick Williams in terms of like him being able to make second and third reads because that, that, that was that because that was his thing coming either. out. 
you have to either be somebody that's going to manipulate defenses or you have to be a knockdown shooter in order to um, get the full priority of being a primary initiator or even secondary right. initiator. So is he going to have one of those secondary skill sets to allow him to be that player? He's a good catch-and-shoot guy already. Mm-hmm. He, he's a good he he's good in the catch and shoot uh in in the catch and shoot. So I think there will be in the NBA like he will. I feel like he'll thrive in that role. And especially when your shot mechanics and you go to a shot doctor in the NBA, in the NBA like I think his shot is going to improve in terms of like his numbers and stuff already. Because I mean he he was shooting I believe close to he's shooting in the mid thirties from three at Florida State already. So like so that that's actually you know that that's a positive sign for for Scotty Barnes. But I just love his playmaking ability. You know what I'm saying? I just yeah. feel like that separates him from the other Florida State wings. Like, I mean, granted, like he's in that same Florida State right. mold of like of those wings. But I think his playmaking ability as a passer kind of separates him from the to other team. Skill set though, slow mo is a big, solid, not as good defender, but a good defender. Right, really but, but smart playmaker. What separates? Right, but, but Barnes, but but Barnes is a better more, catch and more, shoot guy. He's more athletic than slow mo. He's more athletic too. Yeah, he's more yeah, athletic Andrew, too. He's way more athletic. Like his turnover, his assist to turnover ratio is like two, like two, like it's like two. I think it's it's literally. Yeah, I think like yeah, two. that's that, that's very like, good. He doesn't turn <laughs> the rock, very good. He doesn't like turn the rock over. Like he has a great first step. He needs to work on his jump shot. We all know that, but he has shit you really can't teach from somebody that size. And somebody that's gonna be playing that three four position, like I think he he's like he's explosive. He's gonna be a combo for it. He can pass, and I mean if he can work, he works on his back. He has good like back to the basket stuff too when he actually does it. He just has to work on shooting, like free throw shooting and three point shooting inside of inside of three point line. He's like fifty six percent, like inside How of that. Draft him, guys. How, How would I him? draft him? In this draft, um, hmm, hmm, that's a good. That's I mean, tough. I had, I have I got him, him probably top. He got to be in top thirteen. Oh yeah, and I'm I, saying that too though. But I got, I, 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 got him, I 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 got him top ten, Drew. I got him top ten, Drew. Personally, I got him, I got him like, I got him eight. in the top ten. I got him like in the eight to in the in the eight to ten range. He could, yeah, he could have a really you see, and that's why like when we talk about the depth of this draft, it, it's still it's still pretty interesting trying to trying to find out where the true talent drop off is in this draft. But I do think he has really high like role player potential, which is something that I think even at that at that part of a draft, if you get somebody like that, like for for Very if, good. You have a, if you have yeah. a nucleus, if you have a nucleus um, in place on a proper roster, I still do think. He could fit in, you know, in in a, in a pretty good circumstance and have. If we're talking like contributions to winning, like he has a skill set that probably should be better than that. Even if he has like a little bit, um, even if he needs to be like carried a little bit on offense. I, but I need to, I need to, I need to dive in a little bit more to the Scotty Barnes thing, though. But um, I, 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 I want to see. It, uh, uh, yes, but yeah, Barnes versus, uh, Barnes versus uh, Wagner. That's going to be a good uh, matchup in the in mm-hmm. the draft in, in terms of draft implications too. I think Wagner's an interesting prospect, um, just because like, right he's a he's a super glue guy. But also too, I love what one thing that's very underrated about me uh, him is ability to him to play passing lanes. You know, on the defense. He's an elite. Too. He's he's like, an elite in term, defender. Elite. Like in terms of. Like what, what? Well, Jawan Howard loves to play that that uh, that that matchup three two mm. zone kind of where you mm. know it's like a you, it's the disguised look defense to where you know like they play some zone on on, on some possessions 
Then they play some man on some possessions. Then they play some, you know, uh, some high one three one on some possessions. So his ability to like, you know what I'm saying, like jump passing lanes, which is very key in the team defensive aspect of the NBA. I think that's going to, you know, be vital to him. But I mean, he's a decent shooter now. I think in terms of like, you know, like he his shot he's mechanics like 39%. are there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He has the, he has the shot mechanics. So like once he gets to the league, you kind of don't have to refine his jump shot. It's just a matter of him, you know, get it's just a matter of him finding his like, you know, like his repetitive spots on the floor where he's where he's capable at. But he's also a good corner three guy, too. So that's v- going to be very key to, you know, his development moving forward, I think, in the NBA. But I'm hyped to see uh, I'm hyped to see the Gonzaga guys, uh, uh, Suggs and, and Kespert. Um Kesper's kind of – I mean, we all know what Suggs has been able to do on the basketball court and stuff like that, his impact on the court. I think he's Jason Kidd reincarnated in terms of, you know, his ability on both ends of the basketball court to, like, you know, his impact Ooh. on both sides. I said I think Suggs has Jason Kidd-type impact on the basketball court <laughs> to me, bro. It does. He just said, he just said, he just said we don't fuck with cops on this show. No, he no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not giving him a comp. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna give him a comp. No, but what I mean, I know. I did. I did. I did. Jason Kidd, like, like the Mob Avenger, Jason Kidd. I mean, that guy. They are both biracial angels, you know. what I'm saying they they both are biracial angels. But no, but like end the show, dog. No, but I just think this has been this has been the best podcast. No, but I think crossover episode. Shout to shout to my four for thirteen family. Shout to to everybody. Shout to shout to our guy Drew. Um. <laughs> yes. That, that's, no, but, that's, no, but hold on. No, but hold on. No, but hold on. Wait. Let me get. Let me. Let, let me dive in on Suggs though. I just like Suggs' ability. The whole deeper. Real. I'm gonna take the whole deeper real quick for myself. I'm. Gonna, I'm. Fuck it. I'll. I'll, I'll go there because I've been high on Suggs since he came out already. So like, uh, I just think Suggs' ability. I, my Suggs' best game to me this season was the tri- his triple single game when he had four, six, and nine. Like that showed his impact on other sides of the court, and plus, like the way the offense runs with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, guys are just willing to run the Yo, floor. You know what I'm saying? I, I, While he's out there. I, I always I always hated the Lonzo Jason Kidd comp because I don't see them as the same player. Like, even like, I, even as good of a passer as Lonzo Ball is, that comp was always a little rich for me because I think we're underrating how a, a little bit of just shock, like, Creation at least as a passer, how how kid was a little different. His his bag was a little different, and I, I never saw it with Lonzo. But I, I mean, I see I see what you're saying. But we Raz, we 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 not we not co-signing that. We, come on, no, nah, no, nah, y'all got to co-sign it. Yeah, no, nah, y'all got to. Co- I mean, listen, we, we we can go back at this. We can go back at this and just you know whatever. But I'm hyped. But uh, Kespert has surprised me the most because uh, the the knock on Kespert was his ability to not put the ball on the ground and you know create shots for himself, and like he's kind of turned himself into like a and like 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 a uh, he you know it's it's like a I'm not gonna give him a, a player comp either I really can't but but for this team for the Gonzaga team he's kind of taken like that uh that Joe Harris role into like his ability to you know create shots for himself as a three point shooter in terms of like you know him coming off screens taking the one dribble and pull up and stuff and like I think that's key for his uh, draft development in the NBA so he's gonna go Kesper's going a lot he's gonna be a lottery pick so it's just a matter of which team you know, takes him and utilizes him the the way that, you know, he should be utilized, which I think is a good uh, spot-up shooter and a decent – and he's a decent, willing defender too. So I think, you know, Kespert is interesting I'll to see his uh... – go, go, go ahead, go ahead. And Suggs. I don't see Kidd, I think, in straying away from player comps, 
Drew Holiday is still the, the mold of player because you can make him your one or your two and be perfectly fine with that. You know he's a dog on defense. You know he's intense. You know players want to play with him. Um, regarding Kispert, it's going to be interesting because he's an older prospect. He's 23. That always scares teams. But at the end of the day, teams want off-movement shooting because they're so easily able to fit on any roster because they're not going to take up dribbles in your offense. It's just very, very um, easy for them to thrive. Um, guys, Sean, if you want to get anything else in. Uh, Are you good? Uh, so let's 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 what I want to get into. James Booknight had a horrible tournament game. How, I told ever, you about that bum. Told you about him. You did oh, say that. Come on. <laughs> yo, Raz, yo, Raz, come yeah, on. Son. We're gonna, we're gonna have on, that man. Nah, you can't run away from that now. Um, so <laughs> are you guys the, the main issue in that game, even though they were running some box and one on him, they were closing off the restricted area. My fear with Book Knight is if his two eyes are looking at the rim and he's never looking to kick out, play, make, et cetera. And I think a good, well-coached team, he's on that and forces him to make a different decision when it's not a shot. And we saw the negative consequences last weekend. Yeah, I mean, with Book Knight, it was interesting because, like, obviously we know, like, what to, what to not do in a boxing one, which is shoot. And he shot himself into a hole. So, like, what, what what you said is correct. But, I mean, the guy, I mean, in terms of, like, his pro prospect, I mean, I just, I'm, I think he's a certified bucket getter. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what he's no there doubt. to do. So, Three-level score, but, well, finishes around the right, yeah, Like, yo, like, like his, his his pull-up game, crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, his ability Stop to get to the dime, rim. Stop on a dime. Stop Yeah, he can get to the he rim. He, he's, he's, like, he your, does all he, the things you want. And, and two, and plus two, like he play on defense too. Like he's not like a, a, you don't have to necessarily hide him on defense. He plays the passing lanes very well too. He's one of those guys too that likes to jump the passing lanes. You know what I'm saying? And get and get steals and stuff like that. He 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 he's a willing defender. But I just think that with the tournament game, I think scouts are gonna look into it a little bit too much, just because they you know Maryland Definitely. played a boxing, just because Maryland played a boxing one on him. So like boxing ones to me are kind of an anomaly because you kind of can't play your true basketball game in itself but also too it's a credit to how great of a basketball player you are so if you're a one-man team you're gonna struggle right so it's so it's so it's the yin yang effect in terms of like the whole book night experiment in the in the whole in the whole tournament thing so i think scout some scouts are gonna look at it they're gonna overanalyze his game in the tournament versus the boxing one but i think some i think some scouts are gonna be like oh shit they're running a boxing one on book night. Maybe he's just that good of a scorer to where we don't want to beat him. So, like, you know, I just think it's a credit to his game. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where book night goes. I think I think book night's still going to be a top six to top five draft prospect this year, I think. So it's going to be interesting to see, like, which uh, team takes him. I mean, maybe. I mean, I I would – me personally, I would have loved if the Knicks were, you know, weren't fighting for a playoff contention. I would have loved to seen him. In a Knicks uniform, he's a Brooklyn kid, so you know it would have been cool so to we'll see. So take him on the Nets. No, nah, I'm good. I, we don't need him. We don't need him. You know what I'm saying? We don't need him. But you know, yeah. Well, I, I mean, y'all trying to y'all trying to kill basically all of our future draft content. So I'm gonna wrap us up right now. Word. Um, we, we my, need bad, this my, for bad, la- my bad. We need this for later. Yeah. Well, well, no, no, we, no. We're going to we're going to we're going to talk about, talk about this later. Be, I'm definitely on the draft. There's show. gonna be a bunch of dead season that we're gonna have to talk through, and you're trying to take all of that from us. But um. 
I do appreciate you, Rios, for hopping in. <laughs> Damn, right? That's, that's, that's foul, brother. That's foul, no, it's brother. It's not. It's not. I, you, nah, that's smart. Why is speaking like an executive? Nah, he knows. No, no, nah, Raz, you're right. Nah, Raz, you're right. Just, just know, I'm, just know, I'm, I'm coming. I know, on, and, you, and then you try to put it on the Knicks too. So it is what it is. Rios, I appreciate you. You know, fourth and thirteen always. Uh, you know, you guys are lunatics over there, Drew, my brother. Mm-hmm. Brother, we 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 seem like we're gonna have a few disagreements in the future on a lot of these on a I'm lot of these prospects. Yeah, and I'm I'm happy at the prospects of arguing. We gotta, I, you know, we gotta come to your show one day. You know, plug, oh, plug, plug, most your, plug your show real quick. Yeah. Plug your show for the people. Yeah, plug it. Yeah, yeah man. Y'all can find me on Twitter at Sky Drew. Podcast Hip Hoop and Hustle available on all streaming platforms. Again, hit me up Twitter at Sky Drew Double Underscore. You know, uh, it is us, Draft Season Podcast, here with my guy. I love Sean 5K. Sean 5K. Uh, take us out, brother. <laughs> Bro, we out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>